listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This is the Cardinal Health 2022 Retail Business Conference Summary Episode. The Pharmacy Podcast Network was back at this year's Cardinal RBC. Join us on this episode with special interviews from Brad Jones, CEO of Retail Management Solutions, with Debbie Weitzman, President of Pharmaceutical Distribution at Cardinal Health, and Greco de Valencia, Vice President at Live Oak Bank, and many more as we are ready to celebrate independent pharmacies and all they do for patient care and community wellness. Attendees came to gather at the Mandalay Bay Conference Center in Las Vegas from July 13th to the 16th, marking the 30th anniversary of Cardinal Health's RBC event. And now, here's the founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, Todd Urey. Pharmacy Podcast listeners, we are here at the Cardinal Health Retail Business Conference, known as the RBC 2022 in Las Vegas. And I'm excited to be here. Always excited to be around pharmacy owners, innovative pharmacy owners, doing things, investing in programs, inventing ways to serve their communities better. And we're going to have an exciting show where we're going to interview pharmacy owners as well as partners, vendors who are invested in this market. Transformation of pharmacy is so important right now. You cannot stand still and expect to make it is too much going on. We are broadcasting live, recording live at the Retail Management Solutions booth with Brad Jones and team and stay tuned for some great interviews. Now more than ever, pharmacies are positioned to be a true healthcare destination within their communities reaching patients where they are through a suite of digital solutions that expand your capacity to process patient prescriptions and then sell over-the-counter products that supplement those treatments. We're here at the Cardinal Health Retail Business Conference, the RBC 2022. Very impressed with the organization's investment in digital health as well as how to use your community brick and mortar presence and on top of that take advantage of many of the new technologies that are out there in e-commerce that is out there you improve that patient care and the clinical revenue and you reinforce your pharmacy as a healthcare destination we're excited to be here at the cardinal health rbc 2022 and we'll be interviewing debbie weitzman stay tuned Our first interview is with Brad Jones, CEO of RMS, Retail Management Solutions, leaders in point-of-sale technology for community pharmacies. We'd like to thank RMS for sponsoring the RBC 2022 summary episode. To learn more about RMS and the Climb podcasts, visit rm-solutions.com. Brad Jones, Retail Management Solutions, the RBC 2022. How are you, Brad? Doing great. How are you, Todd? I'm doing terrific. So, you know, pharmacists and pharmacy owners, you and I have been in this business long enough to know that there's a lot of pressure on pharmacy owners. And I want you to kind of give to give our listeners a little a little update on what your organization has transformed, what you've evolved into 
beyond just as a point of sale provider and technology provider, as you're helping pharmacists to be more successful with their businesses? Well, I think, you know, I've been around the industry, as I think most of your listeners probably know if they've heard me enough, but uh, my whole life, right? My family had three pharmacies, and, I, and I'm passionate about pharmacy. I'm passionate about, I'm an entrepreneur. My dad was an entrepreneur. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. Um, and, uh, um, and I'm really passionate about this industry. And like any business, uh, and I remind my dad of this, you know, yes, pharmacy's hard, but so is technology. Right, I mean, if we're not, if you're not evolving, if you're not changing, you're dying. You have to change. I mean, there's, what is it, 85 percent of Fortune 500 companies existed in the early 90s don't exist today. Um, we we've seen all these stories. We watch businesses fail. So pharmacy has to continue to evolve. The day of just, you know, of, of just filling scripts to make money. That day is sailed. We can sit back and we can complain about DIR fees and worry about reimbursement rates. Those are things I can't control as a pharmacist. But there are other things in business I can control, and that's what you have to focus on. So something we did a couple, two years ago, is we, we uh, started this webinar series called Climb, Care, Lead, Innovate, Motivate, and Balance. We opened it up to all pharmacies. We don't talk about our POS system at all. Uh, we talk about ways, innovative ways, to be successful in pharmacy. Talking to the pharmacists that are doing these things, the pharmacy owners that are doing these things. So all these different clinical services all these different things about managing the inventory of your front end of your business, those are the things that are going to make you money and going to make you successful. And I think that's where everybody needs to focus. And I think we're hearing that in, in RBC, we're hearing that at all of the trade shows. This is, this is a revolution. It's time. And if you aren't jumping on board, I think you're failing. You've had some amazing uh, speakers on CLIMB. We've really appreciated this content. You know, I want to come back to the premise. I want to talk, come back to the brick and mortar. You're teaching pharmacies to understand the world of commerce and the world of ease and the world of making things as, as quick and as simple as possible for the client. Something that really impressed me was that mobile ability to bring the cash register to the patient, um, to the customer's um, car as things are backing up. I want you to kind of give an example of how you have evolved from the premise-based, very, you know, right where you have to check out um, for, the, for the patient, for the client, for their, for their medications and for anything to do with what is the point of sale and that mobility factor. Well, sure. The, I think, first of all, it's a state of mind. I think there is no one-size-fits-all for any pharmacy. Um, so you, you, have to, you have to meet your patients where they are. And I think that's the, the, the philosophy. So we start looking at that and going, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, we steal some of these ideas from, like Apple, for instance. If you go into an Apple store, they meet you with an iPad at where you are standing instead of you having to come to a counter. Um, and you know that's kind of where things started. We came up with, we had, we had all these pharmacies that wanted to do a drive-through but couldn't physically do that. And so we said, well, how about we create a mobile solution that you can take the till to the car? That was before COVID. Of course, when COVID happened, curbside became a big thing, and we had already had launched curbside, um, where we can actually, uh, and there's a bunch of companies out there that went part of the way uh, during COVID where they could get the signatures, but they couldn't take the payments. But we could take the payments. And I think 
Um, but, the, but that mindset happened before COVID. Um, and I think as a, as a pharmacy, you have to, we, we, want the, we want these people to come into the store because we can pick up some of those sales that we might not have gotten. But if we don't make it easy for them, not only won't they come into the store, they won't go through the drive-through, they won't be curbside. And if we don't eventually for the, get, allow them to buy online, they won't buy from us at all. And I think that's the thing that pharmacies have to start to adapt to. Um, there's been a lot of writing about, about uh, um, Amazon and, and, uh, and what they're going to do with prescriptions, and there's a lot of been writing about, uh, um, uh, not Jeff Bezos, but uh, um, what's the basketball, the, the other billionaire uh, that owns the Dallas Man? Mark, Mark Cuban. Cuban. Thank you. Yeah. Jeez. Mark Cuban, we, we did a podcast where we did a webinar on this, right. uh, but but uh, but Mark Mark Cuban and his his uh, uh, program. But here's the thing: independent pharmacies, you can you can you can do same day prescription delivery, um, and and Amazon won't be able to do that anytime soon, and Mark Cuban won't be able to do that anytime soon. Right. They may be able to do two day. Uh, and they may be able to do that everywhere in the country. You can do same day. And they will almost never be able to do that. I'm not gonna say never, because technology is gonna evolve, but you can do it now. And yes, it's expensive. So that's why it's important to find a way to add ancillary sales, whether it be supplements, vitamins, but these are the things that you need to be looking at, I think. So there's a big push for digital health here at Cardinal. Um, Debbie Weitzman, who leads their uh, community division, talking about it at the keynote this morning at the uh, at the RBC opening. So when you think of digital health and you think the adoption of digital website creation, social media interaction, what do you say to your clients who are listening right now or, or even prospects who are thinking about investing in technology? I don't think there's as much time as they might think to make decisions in order to keep up with what is the status quo, not even talking about innovation, but what do you think around um, the evolution of digital health and pharmacy? Well, I think it's the future, for sure. I think you, um, it's still in its infancy, so you know, figuring out where, uh, where the fit is is gonna take some time. We still have this, uh, we still have time though. I think pharmacists still have time. Uh, there's a bunch of companies out there that are dealing with this, and, and, and all of this is in its infancy. And the reason I say we have time on this particular topic is because we're still dealing with a relatively older population that hasn't adapted and adopted this. But when you start looking at the younger population and how they expect these things to be digital, they, ex they, they don't like to interact interpersonally. They don't want to meet you. They want to text you. Um, you know, they, they, they don't want the personal interaction, at least at this stage. I think that's coming. And so I think it's, it's, it's important to be looking at it. It's important to be investigating it. It's important to be doing some of it. But I still think there's time there. Where I think, you know, I'm going backwards just a little bit into what I said previously. The, the digital age when it comes to e-commerce, that's here. And, and you've got to have some presence. And there are some really easy ways to do that with Pointy and with some of these other 
solutions out there. Um, and then, of course, delivery. I, I, I hate it, everybody hates it, but it's real, you know? I, I, I hate the fact that I, I placed a ton of orders on Amazon recently, uh, just because it was so simple. I needed a light bulb. I didn't feel like going to the hardware store, or you know, so I ordered it on Amazon. Um, because people are looking for easy ways to do things. So pharmacies are in a very unique position to do that. Back to what you asked though. I just, yes, you have to be doing it, but I think there's time there. That one, that one has, there's, there's just some time. Um, so I was thinking um, with all of your knowledge of where pharmacy was, where it's going, the technology that you've invested in, I want to give a shout out to the listeners right now. What other services do you think, what other programs, what other technology do you think pharmacy owners should be looking at at this point? Well, I think, you know, before I even talk any kind of technology, clinical services, uh, all of the different variable, very various clinical services people have to be doing, um, from vaccinations uh, to, you know, drug-induced nutrient depletion to, uh, I mean, there's just, there's all these different options, opportunities out there. And, and again, it's not a one-size-fits-all. You have yeah. to look at what, what you can do in your community. Um, but uh, remote patient monitoring, yeah. you know, another tremendous opportunity. Is it, is it an opportunity everywhere? No. Um, but if you're, if you're not doing MedSync, you're missing, you're missing out on a really great opportunity. So um, it's, I think that's where people need to focus. Now, you need to, you need to knowing your community and what's going to work in your community, then you go to the technology side. This is what I want to do. What's the technology I need to accomplish that? And uh, um, I don't think it should be the other way around. Uh, we're here as technology partners. We're here to help you manage the business that you want to create. Our POS system isn't for everybody, you know? If you have, uh, if you have a, a tiny apothecary with very, very little front end, and you know, it, our, our might not be the solution for that. Um, so we're not sitting here trying to sell you know, to everybody. Um, and I think that you need to decide what it is you want to be good at, and then look for the best technology to help you. Brad Jones, Retail Management Solutions. We're proud to be here with you at the RBC 2022 here in Vegas. And we look forward to seeing you at the Profit Summit coming up in August. Absolutely. And I get a little speaking engagement there. So I'm excited. And Todd, as always, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Brad. This next interview is with Chris Halko, the owner and pharmacist for both Fort Benton and Big Sandy Pharmacies in Montana. Chris shares his views on using mobile checkout technologies to better serve his customers. Hey, we are here at the RBC 2022 in Vegas, and I'm standing here with pharmacy owner Chris Halko. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Thanks, Todd. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be back at RBC. Haven't been here since 2018. Obviously, 2019 was the last one before the pandemic wrecked things for us. But I wanted to talk to you specifically about the challenges that community pharmacy is going through right now and what you're doing to help your customers engage with you more within your community. Well, it's actually a pretty tough time for independent pharmacy owners right now. When I graduated pharmacy school in 1995, I remember 
the competition at the time was the big box stores. You know, he had to compete against the Walmarts and the Walgreens. And then I remember it moving to mail order. But our biggest fight now is the PBMs, reimbursement, DIR fees, those type of things. So I think education is very important for the customer to understand what we're going through because pharmacy is the lifeblood of small towns. I mean, we donate so much back into the community and, you know, the PBMs are not helping that by any stretch of the imagination. The PBMs aren't involved in your community. You know, there's some administrative organization out there just collecting money, and there really isn't any value being pulled through what they do, which is pretty frustrating. So when I think of circumventing and trying to get around the PBMs, I start thinking of services that can bring value to the community, but then bring some additional profits and revenue to the community pharmacy. I always think of the front end of a community pharmacy and some of the supplements, depending on what the patient is on that may be like a depletion or something mm-hmm. like that, that that front end can be used as a magnet to educate as well as put product that, and I don't like products that are just out there to be sold. I want them to mean something. So what kind of products are you kind of using in your front end to kind of supplement um, your, your community pharmacy? That's actually a very good, uh, I just started in the last few months with statins and coenzyme Q. I've always talked about it until a friend of mine who's on cholesterol medication was complaining about leg pain, limb pain, everything, and I started him on a Coenzyme Q and it instantly went away. So now I recommend that with every statin that I prescribe, or not prescribe, dispense. And then uh, another good one is probiotics. We have probiotics sitting right by the counter. When everybody gets an an antibiotic or uh, I'll send them out the door. I usually recommend a probiotic, and it's, that's a good way to supplement, and plus you're helping the customer. Chris, when I think of the front end, I immediately start thinking of the technology that's supporting you in that front end environment. I think of the mobile uh, checkout ability to be able to say, hey, my um, drive-through is, is backing up, and now I can have one of my pharmacy technicians walk out into the parking lot with a um, retail management solutions device that actually helps you to check them out on the mm-hmm. fly. Are you utilizing any yes, of this? Yes, we technology? are. Actually, it, it really came in handy during COVID. We did a lot of curbside delivery during the the pandemic and uh, really got us using it. And I kind of drug my feet on delivery, but now it's... It's something we do every day now. And I actually enjoy it. I like, I personally like to do the deliveries. You get to go see everybody at their house and check in with them. That's awesome. Another um, interesting supplement has been nitric oxide. And that is to really put, um, I don't know the metabolic and the scientific of it, but but I've heard that it's more of a, in helping to infuse oxygen into your red blood cells. Do you, do you utilize or do you leverage anything in the space of, of, of heart health as a supplement? Uh, I haven't looked into that, actually. I've, I've read some articles in the pharmacist letter and different things, but I haven't 
brought any of the product in and done any of that research yet. So I guess I got some homework next week. <laughs> if you listen to the Climb podcast by RMS, it, it brings together subject matter experts that can kind of like give you those ideas. But that's something that I really appreciate about this organization, RMS, that give you additional ideas to grow your yes. pharmacy. And I think that's really important than just being a technology. And I agree with that. I mean, the staff at RMS has been great to work with. We've been using them since 2005, and it's just been very easy to get along with. I mean, I've known Brad forever. Cass took care of me. Karen takes good care of me. So it's it's a great company. I really do enjoy you working with them. Everybody has known Brad forever. <laughs> well, we thank you for participating in the RBC 2022 Vegas Post Show, uh, Chris. And we're, we're here for you. If you ever need any advice or any kind of guidance, the Pharmacy Podcast Network has over 50 podcasters that focus on different themes. And we'd love to help so your pharmacy I grow. So I do uh, deliveries on Wednesday, my Myself and I do listen to podcasts, and believe it or not, you're on my list, and I'm not That's just awesome. blowing smoke. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Chris. All right, thank you. Our next interview is with Ahmad Karazi, pharmacist and owner, Beaumont Pharmacies and Adherence Packaging leader in his community using the RX Safe systems. Hey, we are at the RBC Cardinal Health 2022 here in Vegas. I'm standing at the RX Safe booth. And I'm talking with Ahmad Karazi. He's the owner of Beaumont Pharmacy in Beaumont, California. Welcome, Ahmad. Thank you, thank you. So I wanna to talk to you about the plight and the struggles of our community pharmacists and how, how are you making a difference in your community while actually helping to grow your business, getting, getting around DIR fees and some of the things that kind of hamper your growth. What are you doing to stand out in your community? So what we're doing is uh, we are offering the rapid pack RxSafe uh, um, compliance packaging um, that helping us serve the patient better by the patient getting the right medicine at the right time. And for us as a pharmacy, we are more efficient. We are able to uh, serve the patient without having to spend too much time filling the prescriptions. So when I think of different disease states, I think of conditions where the medication may be depleting the uh, patient of some nutrient or some vitamin or something. Are you utilizing your medication adherence packaging to give um, the patient um, an additive or a supplement? Of course, whenever we see any uh, nutrition depletion issues, we always recommend the supplement to the patients and we can add that along with the med pack, with the uh, uh, medications, so they all get it in one time. They don't have to go search for it. And we always uh, uh, go through the medicine every month and we can, you know, we, 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 we let them know if, if a certain medicine is depleting certain nutrient, we always recommend that to let them know that this is needed. When I think of the old way of medication and I think of a patient having to navigate four, six, ten different bottles or vials that they had to sit there and open up, and then I think of the simplicity of medication adherence through the strip packaging, how long do you think it takes to get a patient used to converting from their bottles and their vials to really accepting the adherence packaging? 
Well, more, many patients, they, they're very easy, easily converted. Um, they love it, you know, they, 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 they don't have to spend that time anymore sorting through the medicine bottles. Um, all they do is just open the pouch and get the morning dose, or open the pouch, get the, morning, the evening dose. They don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, we have patients that take care of uh, customers that take care of their parents, and they the one that, who has to sort the bottles for them. Now they don't have to do that. We do that for them. That's excellent. So um, what percentage of your patients that are on maintenance meds, on chronic medications, have now converted to adherence packaging? I have about 50% now. That's terrific. So um, tell me about your pharmacy. Tell me about... Is it one location, multiple locations? And tell me about your community, too. We are just one location at this time, and uh, we are about 100,000 uh, in population in the community. So what is in the future of your growth of your pharmacy? What other services, what other products are you looking at to, to give um, more supplemental services to your patients, but something that's going to actually help your, your, your revenue and your, and your community pharmacy grow? Well, I'm looking into expanding more of my nutritional and vitamin supplements. Uh, I'm looking into getting more uh, professional uh, line of vitamins. Um, so that will help me with the, the bottom line and will, you know, be able to give patients better quality vitamins, uh, you know, and supplements. Ahmad, I really appreciate you being part of the Cardinal Health RBC 2022 post show here at the RX Safe booth. And um, thank you so much for the time today. Thank you so much for having me. And now, here's our feature interview with Debbie Weitzman, President of Pharmaceutical Distribution at Cardinal Health. Welcome, Debbie. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing great, Todd. Nice to see you. I'm excited to be back at RBC. I haven't been here since 2018, and um, this organization and this uh, conference brings together pharmacy owners who really want to level up, and they want to do things that are different. They want to do things that are innovative. I was so impressed with your presentation on digital health, and I wanted you to tell our listeners that might not have made the RBC here in Las Vegas, kind of what your um, organization, what is Cardinal Health helping pharmacy owners to do in digital technology and leveraging uh, web technology and marketing and everything that kind of goes into digital health? Uh, well, thanks, Todd. Um, it, it was an exciting morning, and we have a great turnout this year, so I'm glad you could be here with us. Um, this morning, we had a really in-depth talk about the importance of uh, adopting digital technology in the pharmacy and you know why it's so important to patients and consumers. And it's really not a generational thing that people kind of thought a few years back that it was the next generation coming up that wanted technology. The pandemic has really done this giant leap forward into the world of technology so that really everybody now has been forced to figure out online shopping, telehealth visits, you know, how to manage their health, both in the physical world at their doctor's office or inside of a pharmacy and in the digital space where there's a lot of different options now. So at Cardinal Health, we really think it's our responsibility to be kind of the R&D, if you will, for all of our customers. So we research the market, we understand where the consumer demand 
demand is. We pilot things, we test things, we spend a lot of time and money developing technology um, so that our customers don't have to. We like to give them really an out-of-the-box solution that's already been tested and proven, and then we help them through the process of onboarding that new technology to their store. So for example, lots of customers have a little presence on social media, or they have a website that they're running with some basic information, or maybe a refill service, and we are extending that through our Pharmacy Marketing Advantage Plus service to be a full online presence for them where the, where the patient can shop not only what's in the store, but they're actually shopping what's in our warehouse. So that makes the footprint of a pharmacy, if you will, as big as our warehouse. So every item there now becomes available to the online shopper. And it really gives that pharmacy an edge um, and, a, and an image, if you will, of being what we're now you know, so focused on, and that is omni-channel shopping. Debbie, what about suggestive products for specific disease states or conditions that a patient may have that a pharmacist can say, hey, have you tried X or have you tried this vitamin E or is there a element to the algorithm behind the scenes with the technology that is the infrastructure for these community pharmacies to kind of leverage to get more out of their patient engagement? Yeah, absolutely, Todd. That's kind of the idea of this omni-channel where the real power of the pharmacy and the relationship between a patient and the pharmacist is when you walk in the pharmacy, they can make those kind of recommendations. Hey, I see you're taking this antibiotic. It's going to make you sensitive to the sun. Let me sell you this sunscreen if you don't have one. Well, now if somebody's getting a refill online and the store is delivering that to the home, you're missing out on that little interaction and that engagement to sell something. But if you can slip it into your app through um, a, a, an advertisement or a banner or just a suggestion, then you can still capture that sale and do that service for the patient, which is important. So I think of coupling this with other investments that Cardinal has made, and one of them is Navix RX, and the being able to have a pouch package that gives the right dose at the right time through the strip. And then I think, well, let's add in a supplement that may be complementary to the treatment regimen. Can you kind of describe that to our listeners of what Navix RX is? Yeah, I'm really excited about Navix, and I think I'm going to sign you up to help us sell it because you've got the idea just Absolutely. perfectly down pat. Um, so we developed Navix RX, and everybody's heard this concept of software as a service. Well, we're kind of referring to this as strip packaging as a service. Um, lots of our customers have adopted Dispill, which is a um, compliance packaging blister pack that they can do in the pharmacy. But when they get volume with Dispill, it ends up you know being a little bit time-consuming for them. It's also a little bit more... Um, um, a little more expensive alternative to use the dispel type of packaging. So this is a true strip packaging, and we do it for you. So you don't have to have any equipment or any automation. You're literally just technologically sending that um, script or set of scripts to our facility, which is in Dallas, and we're licensed now in, I think, 38 states, working on the rest, although some will be more difficult than others. Um, and, uh, and then we just um, do all the strip packaging for you, 30-day box, you know, 30-day dose, and we send it back to the pharmacy. And why that's key is that we want our pharmacists to be the service to that patient or to the caregiver. Um, 
um, we don't want to send it to the patient's house because we want the pharmacy to still dispatch it and be the face of that service to their patient and advise them and you know maintain that relation that trusted relationship um, so it really doesn't matter if it's um, one patient or 50 patients or whether it's three scripts or 20 scripts we can do any variation of that and as you said it can we can add supplements into it or do a pure supplement um, package it's got a lot of flexibility um, we're, we're, we're getting a lot of integration with different PMS systems, so we're moving along that um, technology curve as well, so we can make it as seamless as possible. There's an investment in time that the pharmacy has to do because they have to market it to patients, um, and we also have supporting materials for that. Again, one, uh, an out-of-the-box solution, if you will. Um, so we're quite excited about it. We're really launching it here at RBC. We've been testing it with about half a dozen clients for the last six months to try to work out a couple kinks, um, and we're ready to go. So we really hope that's something that people explore here at RBC, um, and they'll see what a fantastic um, offering it will be to their patients and also to caregivers of patients. Well, that's exciting to hear, Debbie. I know that there is legislation being worked on for home care services to be extended. As long-term care pharmacies have done, there are long-term care pharmacies that get paid to do specific things for their long-term care patients, but there's so many home care community pharmacies doing the exact same thing mm -hmm. for people who can't leave their home. NavxRx is prime for that environment where you give them the, you know, the package, you give them the directions, and then you also get to take advantage of other services that they may need. What in, um, in the Cardinal uh, portfolio has, has been developed around the education of, of Navix for um, the care provider to the patient? So it might be my mom that's 80 years old and she doesn't really understand. And is there education that we can have the community pharmacy teaching the care provider to kind of help um, the patient. Yeah, well, I think it goes back to that trusted relationship uh, concept that we've talked about already a couple of times. I, I believe that for the most part, pharmacists generally know when they're dealing with a caregiver, somebody that they might have known the parent or the grandparent, you know, in an in a earlier t time when that patient was still mobile and still interacting or still driving. And now they see that transition to the caregiver, which could be a family member, or now it's a, an agency or somebody who's been hired to come in to come pick up a script on behalf of that patient. So that could potentially be a patient that the pharmacist has known for, you know, dozens of years. And they're seeing this progression now to the caregiver and that's where you know they can kind of jump in and help facilitate some of the services and like like I talked about you know this morning or Trisha mentioned this morning in our in our presentation you've got a lot of people sitting at home counting out pills for for a loved one and putting it into Navix RX just takes out the human error factor you know there's a lot of quality control in our processes and just takes that that you know that burden and that headache away from a, a caregiver and um, more and more also you're seeing a, a particular caregiver, if it's like an agency or somebody who's been hired, they have three, four, five different patients that they're taking care of, um, and you just never want to be in that situation where there's any confusion or mix-up between <laughs> patients. So again, for me, it's just a peace of mind of knowing that you have this really highly um, regulated, quality-checked item going out the door, and I think the, the pharmacist has to embrace that and understand all the benefits to be able to kind of pitch it, if you will, to their customers. 
Debbie, we are so proud to be your media partner in covering this event as press. Um, it's nice to be back. Um, it's so nice to see people I haven't seen since 2018, since we were here. We'll definitely be looking forward to RBC 2023. Yes, we, we will see you next year in Boston. Our final interview is with Greco de Valencia, Vice President of Pharmacy at Live Oak Bank. Live Oak is dedicated to the success of community pharmacy and financial expertise of the pharmacy team, ready to help independent pharmacies thrive. I am here with Greco with Live Oak Bank. Greco, welcome to the RBC Vegas 2022. Thank you, Todd. It's great to be here. Really excited to be back in person. And the energy here is just amazing. We're having so many great conversations with pharmacy owners. You guys have been so busy, and I think that there's a reason for that. So we're going through, um, we're going through a recession. We're going through massive inflation. To spend your money in growing your pharmacy business, you almost have to pay three times more attention to it today than what you were doing even two years ago. How does that factor into the products and services that you provide to community pharmacies in the in the financial consulting world where you're actually helping them to plan out their growth and, and their expansion? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, our primary goal is to help them achieve their financial dreams, right? Whether that be owning a pharmacy, expanding their pharmacy. But you hit the nail on the head. I mean, we have to be very cognizant that we're not allowing them to go into a territory where they might over leverage their business or be left at risk because of the current economic uh, uh, conditions that we're in. So what we're really doing is we're having a lot of conversations with our customers about what their strategy is, making sure that it matches quantitatively and qualitatively and then putting them in the right products and putting them in the right situations for success. And if it doesn't work, then advising them perhaps not to do it or to wait. And, and, and that's really what our goal is, is to always align what's best for them and their business. Greco, I heard someone as I was standing uh, waiting to talk with you yesterday. And someone said as they walked up to you, kind of with a smile on their face, maybe a little bit of tongue in cheek, they're like, what's your rates? And the funny thing is, is that's not the important question, is it? No, you're absolutely right. But I mean, I understand where they're coming from, right? I mean, you know, at Live Oak Bank, we're focused on being the uh, small business bank for America. And we understand that, you know, being part of that is um, understanding what their concerns are. So while I agree with you, you know, a lot of people are going to be asking about that, particularly right now when we're facing interest rates rising. The real question is, how do I increase gross profit per script? Yes. How do I go ahead and expand the services outside of just the traditional reimbursement models? And how do I make sure that I'm not over leveraging myself as a business owner and I've got a partner that's going to provide the right type of capital at the right time? And then of course the other services, deposits, um, uh, 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 wealth management, all the things that Live Oak Bank is there for to help the individual achieve their goals. And, and, and you're right, but we're not obtuse to the fact that, hey look, that interest rate conversation is gonna come up and we're here to help guide them through it. It's just a piece of the puzzle. We're excited that you are guiding community pharmacy through these difficult times. You're a partner to them. You're involved in their business. Yep. You understand the business of community Absolutely. pharmacy. That's so different. You're not a dry cleaner organization. You're not a car business. This is this is helping people live yes. better lives. And I think there's something special about that. Yeah, I, I agree. Look, you know, 
personally, my wife is a small business owner, okay, back in, in Sacramento, California. I see firsthand the challenges that are there, but also the great opportunities. And I'm passionate about helping individuals achieve their goals in the small business space. And I just happen to be able to be doing it over the last 10 years in the independent pharmacy space. And so I've had a lot of people come up and thank me. A lot of people come up, talk to me about their challenges, about what their fears are. And you know, that's what the exciting part, and that's what we're getting out of RBC 2022. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a partner of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. It really helps to get good information out uh, through people jogging, driving, commuting. And uh, we can't wait to hear more of your content coming up. Thanks a lot, Todd. What you do for the space is amazing. And I'm so happy that we're able to partner. Thank you, Greca.